those who are awake. Today's going to be a very short message. I don't have time to be doing this. I have other things on my schedule. But anyway, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we can come together, Father God. And, and as, as the, your word says that, uh, that we forsake not the assembling of one another, that we may exhort one another, we may encourage one another, Father God, with your word and with your love, Father God, and because that's what this is all about. It's about your love. Father, we just thank you that you'll open up our hearts uh, to understand your word, to get a better grip of your word, and, and to get a better understanding of who you are in our lives, Father God, and what you have done, what you have done for each and every one of us, Father God, because you're not a respecter of person, Father God. What you do to one, you'll do to many, Father God. And we just thank you in the name of Jesus. So today I'm going to talk about... Um, God's word, kind of different than normal, but uh, everybody looks so gloomy, you know, and, and you know, you use less muscles smiling than frowning, so come on, let's put on a smile there, it's not a big deal, life is, life is good, life's always good in Christ Jesus, uh, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing better to be than to be in the presence of the Almighty. Uh, it is good to worship Him. It refreshes our, our, our spirit. It allows us to bond even closer to our God because His Word says that He inhabits the praises of His people. He lives in our praises. So as we praise Him, as we lift our voices, understand that He is always with us always with us he loves when we praise him he loves it so i'm going to start off with ephesians 2:10 it says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which god has before ordained that we should walk in them so The word workmanship, uh, in one translation, NLT, is that the New Living Translation? In the New Living Translation, it says that for we are his masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. Each and every one of us looks different. Each and every one of us talks different. But we are all his masterpiece. There is nobody that can take your place, James. Nobody. Nobody's going to do God's work that you should be doing, James. Nobody. Because God made you a masterpiece of that. And I'm, I'm just picking on James, but it's for each and every one of us. He created us in a masterpiece for his plan. Because the verse says here, it says, which God has made, has before ordained, or as God has prepared that we should walk in it. We should walk in them. So there's things that God has prepared 
in times past, in the beginning of time, for us to walk in it. We are unique. We are, crea we are not created to live an average life. We're not created for an average life. It, it, God didn't call us for an average life. You know, it, it reminds me of, uh, again, in, an average life is someone who, in a boat, and they step out of the boat and they sink. But an extraordinary life is, is a life that, that when I'm in a boat, and I step out and I can continually walk on water, you know, as Peter did. To me, that's an, that's an extraordinary life. It's not normal. See, we're not, we're not called, we're not made a masterpiece. His workmanship was not made that we live like everybody else. You know, cream. We should be the cream of life. We should be the cream of life. Anybody saw cream in a bottle? Cream will always rise to the top. As thick as it is, it always rises to the top. And that's what we should be. We should always rise to the top of every situation that we are in. Because we are his masterpiece. Whatever job you do, whatever task Whatever, whatever you're assigned to do, you should do it and rise above the norm in that area. You know, the, in, in Colossians, it says that uh, we should work as unto God and not unto men. See, and, and, and God is speaking to us and saying, I made you my masterpiece. I want you to excel in everything. You know, and... But, but you got to remember, what I'm talking about is, is understanding who God is and what he made in us. Last week, Austin talked about, you know, to be strong and, and strive to be this and strive to be that. But then what he was saying is that we were already there. We've, we're already strong. We already has the, have the strength. We just got to receive it. And that's what I'm talking about is that he made us a masterpiece. To strive and to do the best in everything you do. It doesn't take nothing in us, but it's him working through us. The Spirit of God working through us allows us to excel over everybody else. This does not serve God. I'm talking about we as believers in the Almighty God, God need to excel in everything we do to glorify God. He did everything. That we may glorify him. Let's turn to Titus 2.14. Titus 2.14. Okay, Titus 2.14. And it says here in 2.14, what does it say? Maybe I went to the wrong one. Oh, no, here we go. 2.14. Who gave himself for us, talking about Christ Jesus, that he might redeem us from, us from all iniquities and purify unto himself 
a peculiar people, zealous of good works, a peculiar people, peculiar. Um, the word used there in, in the Greek uh, translates out to be being beyond usual. Peculiar means to be beyond usual. Okay, so we're not, we're not called for an average life. We want to have a life beyond average. And that's what it says in, in uh, Titus, you know. And if we turn to um, Isaiah, we're going to turn to the book of Isaiah. And it's going to be Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 7. So the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yeah, I have made him. See, we all have a purpose. We all have a mission. And we all have an assignment. We all have it. You know, we all have it. We have a purpose, we have a mission, we have an assignment. But it's dependent, again, it's dependent on ourselves to accomplish it. And, and I don't mean in ourselves. It's through the Spirit of God, that the Holy Spirit that is in us. But it's, it's up to us. We can choose. We can choose to follow the purpose and plan and the assignments that God has given us. Or we can choose not to. But I find life difficulties come when we choose otherwise. Now, I'm not saying that God's going to punish you. God's not going to punish you. That's not the type of God we serve. We serve a God of love. But, but we're going to struggle. We're going to walk through the desert constantly. We're going we're to go through trials and tribulations until we realize that if we turn to the purpose and the mission and the assignments that God had ordained us to walk in, we find that life becomes a simple thing. We struggle because we're not aware of who we actually are. You know, a part, one of the scriptures in uh, Corinthians, I think, it talks about that we look in the mirror and we walk away and we forget what kind of man we are. You know, and, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, when we look in the mirror, we should see someone with an assignment, someone with a purpose, someone that God had made a masterpiece. You know, we have a lot of paintings in this country or in the world that, that are masterpiece, you know. The Mona Lisa is a masterpiece. 
you know but but when we look in the mirror we should see that same masterpiece because god created us to be that okay so remember you have a purpose a mission and, a, and an assignment now we're going to go to uh, isaiah 60 isaiah 60 b7 b7 <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah 60, verse 21. Uh, okay, so Isaiah 60, verse 21. It says, Thy people also shall be all righteous. Thy people shall be all righteous. So now when we look in the mirror, what else do we see? We see a masterpiece. And we see people that are righteous. We see people that are in right standing with God. Right? Because that's what this verse is saying, right? Half of them shall be righteous. No, it says all righteous. And then it goes on to say they shall inherit the land for 40 years. Right? Oh, I'm reading the wrong line. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified, that I may, that God may be. So everything that God created is that he may be glorified. Now, it's not a glorified of a puffed up God that I'm the man. Everybody who watched Moana will know that Maui, he had all these tattoos on him and, and he was a boastful guy. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I forget what he was. He was a demigod. a demigod, hero of men and women, not just men. But, uh, but, but you see, that's not the kind of God we serve. He wants to be glorified in a way that we are thankful to him. You know, fear God. We should be fearing God, but not the fear of the world, but reverencing him, knowing that he is the almighty. He is the, he's everywhere. He is our creator, and he created a masterpiece for his glory. So we are righteous people. We are in right standing with God. And that word um, in Ephesians 2.10, when he said that uh, the workmanship, you know, that's in, in the Greek language, that word translate out to made. Made. He made us. He made us. And, and the word even clarifies it even better in Genesis. Uh, in the beginning, when he made us in his image, and in his likeness. That's a masterpiece. How? You know clones. People are cloning things now. They clone a lot of things. But Jesus was the first cloner. Because he made us in his image and in his likeness. See, he, made, he duplicated who they are, the three, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, he made us. 
I don't mean the clone like the clones that they do now, the clowns. I'm talking about an exact image, that masterpiece. He gave us his heart, he gave us his mind, and he gave us his love to bring glory to him. To bring glory to him. See, we know different. And, and just study yourself. Study for yourself in the, in, the, in the books, in the Bible. Study and see if I'm not. If I'm wrong, show me in the word. But he had made us in his image and his likeness. All for his glory. All for his purpose and plan to what? To bring people to the knowledge of God. The first person that was, was assigned that task was Moses. But the people refused to follow Moses. Because man was sinful. Not was, is sinful. Man is sinful. And that's why Jesus had to come. That's why Jesus had to come to finish the work that was created when the world was created, when, when God created heaven and earth, the plan was already in place. So we are his masterpiece. We are righteous. He had given us a purpose. We are unusual people. We are peculiar beyond usual and we need to live an extraordinary life. We got to live above everything. In, in uh, King David said, though I walk to the shadow of death. And he walked in the valley. He talks about walking in the valley in the shadow of death. But you see, we do not walk in the valley. We walk on top of the mountains. We were raised up. No longer servants. No longer service, no longer wanting to know what the Father's plan is. His plan is right in here. You know, people say, well, I don't know. I can't know what God wants. I don't have, I don't know what Jesus, my purpose is. You know, might just want to read the Bible. It has our purpose and our plan. It has who you are, who he is, who's Jesus, who's the Holy Spirit, and what's your purpose, what's your mission, and what's your assignment. My assignment is not to save people. That's not my assignment. My mission is not to save people. And my purpose is not to save people. Because that's not what God called me to do. See, the only person that saved people was God himself. Because God's word says that some plant and some water and God gives the increase. That's what his word says. So that's why I said what I said. I am not here to save nobody. I'm here to plant or I'm here to water and just praying to God. That the increase comes in people's lives. 
That's my mission. That's my purpose. And that's my assignment. To bring you to the word of God that you may understand your purpose, your mission, and your assignment. Let's turn to Ephesians 4.24. Ephesians 4.24. So Ephesians 4.24 says, And that you put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And that you put on the new man. So who's got to put on the new man? We got to put on the new man. We got to put it on. God gave us all the tools. God gave us all his word that we may put on the new man. How do we put on the new man? By studying his word, by understanding his word, by understanding who we are and living a life worthy of the God that created us. You know, we'd understand that, you know, we were created in love, we were created by love, and we were created for love. And everything we are is in Christ Jesus. And Jesus said that if I do not go, we cannot send another. And that other be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You want to put on a new man, understand who is in you. You want to have an extraordinary life. You want to live above the normal, above the usual. Understand who you have, who you are, and who you have dwelling in you. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, is what God's word said. He is the spirit of truth. And he will lead us to all the understanding. Everything we need to know. Our purpose, our mission, and our assignment. Everything we need to know. That is the Holy Spirit's responsibility. But if we do not get into the word, if we do not study ourselves, we'll never know, we'll never exercise the spirit, our Holy Spirit. You know, what, what needs to be done is, is we need to express our love outwardly. What is inside of us needs to manifest outwardly. Need to manifest outwardly. That's the only way we can live an extraordinary life. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, the, for your word, Father God. We thank you that knowing that your word is true, Father God. And I just thank you that you watched over my mouth that I may speak your words, Father God. I'll speak your truth, Father. And I just thank you that let that word manifest in each and every one of our lives, Father God. Let our hearts open up to the truth. And let us understand the love that you have for us, Father God. The great love that you have for us. That you have created us in your image and in your likeness, Father God. And that, Father God, all things, all things is possible as we work through you 
and we allow you to work through us through the Holy Spirit that you have placed in us. In Jesus' name, amen.